0: You're listening to The Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. Alex, thanks for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Hey, no worries. It's good to be here.
0: Awesome, man. So when people ask you, what do you do? How do you answer that exactly?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, I now tell people I run or manage a website because... um, Yeah, everything else I've tried, like I'm a blogger, I'm a writer, I'm a health coach, I'm a course creator, um, just, yeah, people got a bit confused. So now when I say I run a website, they're like, oh, okay, well, I kind of get that. But uh, yeah, so that's my answer.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow, that's very interesting, man, because that's not a response that I hear often. Usually people try to, you know, talk about their niche a little bit more. But
1: uh, is there a reason why you,
0: you say it that way?
1: Yeah, well, it's just because, like I said, over the last few years, I've tried uh, various different answers and always yeah. lead to puzzled looks. And I mean, I still get some okay. puzzled looks, you know, especially from mm-hmm. the older people who are kind of like, how does that work? But um, I mean, I mean, that's what I do, right? Like, sure, I do a lot of blogging, I do a lot of coaching, I build courses, I do marketing. Um, but I guess the umbrella term would be, you know, I, I manage a website. I mean, that's where the money's coming in. Um, and that's what I do. So, uh, and then of course it leads into more questions like, Oh, what sort of website or what's, what's the website, what's the domain there? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a conversation starter as well and probably a little bit of a a potential lead as well. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I see.
0: Uh, so Alex, how did you how did you get started in this journey of teaching online?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So uh, I used to be, well, I mean, you go way back, and I used to work in banking, um, and I was very passionate about health and fitness and training. And I soon realized that being in an office for sixty hours a week didn't really it was a bit of a disconnect between my passion and what I was doing. So wow. uh-huh. I got out and um, ended up working in a gym, just behind the desk, like for a reception. From there, I got into personal training um, and then I got into, like, you know, a bit of management sort of work as well as personal training. I did that for many years in Sydney, Australia, and I loved that. I mean, it it means I could continue doing what I wanted to do and that was train and learn more about the body and health and fitness. Um, Helped heaps of people, you know, loved it. It was a great life. It was a great team I was with. Um, But then soon I realized, you know, I was so tied to – selling time for money you know i was always limited as to how much i could earn Mm -hmm. uh sure you could put your rates up but at some point you know you couldn't really go much higher than that and and then if i got sick or if i wanted to go traveling uh the the revenue dried up and um the expenses remained and then so there was that combined with the fact that i always wanted to return to new zealand where, where i grew up um and raise a family back in New Zealand instead of being in an apartment in in Sydney so I kind of thought you know what I've got to do something about this and um, that uh, given I had a bit of background in computers and have a bit of an entrepreneurial streak I was like I can um, I can I can make this happen so I started the website uh, just to blog and send out newsletters to my current clients and then i started developing you know ebooks and then my coaching course right, my health and fitness course um and yeah it just kind of all grew from from that
0: oh wow that's very interesting so it seemed like you were really like you started in corporate and then you sort of went to a gym did some personal training um did that did that transition from the corporate world to sort of like the personal training? Uh, did that sort of pave the way for your entrepreneurship
1: later on? No, no, actually, I, th- I actually found it was the opposite. Like, I actually mm. found get going into that corporate world sort of, um, what's the word, mm. restricted, you know, sort of suppressed that entrepreneurial spirit or fire that I had because prior to that job, I had. Um, had a few little, um, ventures, you know, through high school and university days. Um, whereas, and I think that actually helped me get the job at the bank, but of course now you're at the bank, you're just another cog in the machine and you, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you, so, um, I think actually getting out of that job and then having freedom and flexibility and, you know, going back to working for myself, I mean, that, that kind of reignited that spark. And then, um, yeah, I, I soon started seeing all these opportunities and realized how hey, I can do these things. And in fact, like, I still joke about this, like it's an entrepreneurial <laughs> curse where you see all these opportunities and you think, well, I can make money doing that and I can turn that into a business and that's great. But of course, um, you know, like just because you can potentially make money from it doesn't mean you should do it. And uh, I've learned that the hard way and the expensive way through a few projects I had that... Um, You know i just couldn't put the time in or or i got bored with or uh, i realized there was a lot more work involved and and some of them have gone belly up and and whatnot and um but fortunately the one that i care about the most and and um you know the 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 main sort of income sources has continued to go very very good so um that's all i sort of focus on these days wow man
0: so it seemed like the Back then, there was a lot of shiny objects, maybe to that you were uh, chasing after. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? Do you mean that in terms of like materialistic sort of? Oh um, no, I'm not saying that.
0: <laughs> shiny objects oh, no, and
1: just... like, yeah, like oh, so many opportunities, you know. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, I still see that now. Like, I live on a fifty-acre block farm, and um, here in New Zealand, where you know we're we got paddocks, wildlife, um, all these sort of things. And I'm like, oh, I could, I could uh, have organic chickens or, you know, I could um, run retreats here or I could, you know, like breed a certain type of animal or something like that. Like I, I see it all the time and um, I've just got to stop myself and think, no, like I've got enough on my plate already. And even though it's a good idea and I know I could make it succeed, uh, it doesn't mean I should do it, you know, like, uh, maybe I should keep doing what I'm doing. So, um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good trait to have, but, um, fortunately I've realized now that, you know, you just got to control it or manage it.
0: Hmm. I see. So, uh, when did that uh, come into play? Like, when did you s- start realizing that and then thinking, oh, I need to, you know, not be chasing after all these opportunities, I should really like hone in and focus on one thing.
1: Yeah, it was after the bank and then a few years into personal training when I set up my own website, like the Alex Fergus website and, um, you know, start getting traffic there through there. And then I started realizing, hey, look, like you can you can actually make money online. And and then I realized I have all these training programs and I had a bit of bodybuilding and powerlifting success. And I was like, I could I could sell these programs online. And and then I was like, oh, I could build this and build that. And there was a year or two where I was doing all this stuff. Um and then fast forward a few years later and and some of those projects um you know just just died because I stopped putting time or effort into them and to them some of them I put a lot of effort into and we got nowhere and lost a lot of money um so they were all big learning curves i guess um you know and from there it's kind of I, I mean a, a big part of it was just stress right like you you're trying to juggle so many balls and for any entrepreneur or startup or anyone getting into business, you know, you need, it's like that laser focus approach. You just need to really focus on that one thing and, and really hit it hard for as long as it takes. It might be a year, it might be three, four, five years. Um, but when you've got multiple um, projects on the go, it's, you know, I feel like they all sort of suffer. Um, so, I mean, I again, I was fortunate to come out of those they were dark days, but I mean the lessons I learned and the money I lost, I, fo- I was fortunate to come out of that uh, with with my skin intact and um, one big business or project that was really starting to take off. Uh, and now I guess I've just um, I've got those lessons under my belt and I know uh-huh. what not to do. <laughs> mm, I see, man, that's awesome.
0: So when you started the site, the website alexfergus.com. Um, what did that look like in the beginning so you were doing personal training and you started a website during that time
1: yeah uh, I started I was personal training for a while and then I don't know what sent me off to start it. I think I wanted to uh, I started doing like an add-on to my with my client my personal training clients where I was like you know I realized uh, that People come to me for fat loss goals or even body composition, you know, putting on muscle and all that sort of stuff. The hour they spend in the gym was only a tiny portion of of um, what determined their success, right? Like it was the sleep, it was the diet, it was the stress in their life. And uh, I wanted to make an add-on for the training services. So uh, I started doing that. And then, of course, um, you know, when a new client would come to me, I'd say, look, it's this amount per session in the gym. And then this much per week for the for the training, like the outside the gym training, and then um, once I built that, I realized you know I can I can market this to anyone in the world, and and they don't have to be in this gym. So that's mm. that's, mm-hmm. that's what that's uh, what triggered the website. And then once I started doing that, I realized you know what like cause I'd send out newsletters and articles to all my clients. And I was like, well, I could just put this on a website rather than me just typing an email to 30 people. I could put it into onto a blog and, um, you know, s- still send it to those same 30 people, but maybe they'll send it to their friends or maybe someone else will read it. Um, and so that's how it all started. Uh, just kind of like a way to improve my services and, and improve my brand and, and make it easier for my clients. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. The, the first site I built was actually on Shopify of all sites. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. funny. It was, and I didn't want to use my name, but I, I, I did want to use my name. It was really weird. I, it was crazy. So I ended up going with um, afcoaching.com.au, actually. So Alex Fergus Coaching. And, and I didn't use my name. It was just AF. And, uh, and then that site on Shopify, which. I mean, it was super easy to set up, right? But in hindsight, it was kind of silly. Um, But I got a really good template and, and, you know, I started blogging on there and I thought, oh, this is cool. And then about a year after that, um, someone built me a WordPress site and um, that cost me a ton of money. and, And I realized after that, I was like, I could do this all myself. Like it's, you know, with technology these days, it's not like it was ten years ago or 15 years ago where you had to pay $10,000 dollars to get a website. I mean anyone that's comfortable on a computer can whip up a website. So I wasn't really happy with the second site um, even though it was on WordPress and then I decided you know what I should I should embrace I, I am my product is my brand and I'm the face of that brand and you know my body, Sort of does a lot of marketing in terms of what I've achieved in that. So mm-hmm. I I got rid of the AF Coaching name and went to alexfergus.com and then built a whole new website and did all that myself. And uh, yeah, ever since then I've I've been embracing the alexfergus.com brand and website.
0: Wow, that's great, man! Holy crap, there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot in your journey. So <laughs> was uh so you started out with a a blog. Did you say or was it was there videos or was it just like mostly text when you first started AF coaching?
1: Yeah, it was just it was mostly text. In fact, it was probably way too much text. Like um it was just blogging. Uh, I didn't do any videos. I didn't even really want to take photos of myself. Like, you know, obviously uh part of it was that privacy sort of concerns. But then the other part was, um, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable, Um, which was why I disguised. It, myself as the AF coaching instead of alexfergus.com. Uh, co- so the first few years it was just blogging and um, in terms of customer acquisition, it was purely word of mouth, like people coming through the gym and then I'd send them to my website for more information or um, you know, working with a client and then they could they'd talk to someone else. And I just kind of used that website as a bit of a hub. Um, there was no real plan, and I mean, I, looking back now, I see all the mistakes I made, but I mean, fortunately, I, you know, I managed to do enough of the right things to uh, to get some traction and keep things going. Wow, I see. So, uh, during that time when you had the all-text
0: uh, blog, you know, and you, you know, it was kind of like a commitment to excellence, you know, like adding to your personal training. Um, how did you get... Uh, Reach to the public, you know, it's, instead of just your one on one clients on personal training. You just said you had about 30 of
1: them. Did you have a lot of trouble getting traffic to the public? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, back then, I, I didn't even know if I was tracking my stats. Like, I, I know Shopify has some basic stats, but I didn't have Google Analytics or anything like that set up. I mean, and I, I to be honest, I didn't even realize the potential that. Having a website, having a blog, you know, the online sort of world. I didn't even realize that I could do what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, working from home, living in remote New Zealand. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I, I swear to God, I just, I just put it out there, and it was, it was just like the thing to do, right? You have a website, and, and I mean, I was in a gym where like my peers, like the other personal trainers, were still using notepads or like Excel documents to share training programs, you know, like some people were still writing notebooks and just leaving the notebooks behind the desk for when their client would come in. And, you know, I was kinda of like, well, there has to be a better way I mean, with all the apps and the tools and stuff. So I, I kinda of was just trying things and I didn't really have a plan to like, you know, go big or anything. It was just a way to make it easier for my clients and for me to bring in a little bit extra money uh, on the side. That, that This is early on, like when I first started out, and of course, when the when the sales start coming through and and you start getting signups from people like in another country and you know or outside the the city, you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, this is um this is pretty wow. cool. And and from yeah. from there, you kind of start tapping into those other things. But I'm I can't even remember if I was on Facebook. Like I've never really been big on social media, but I'm sure at one point I would have been on Facebook so I would have got some exposure through through that um, I did have a bit of success with my own training so you know that helped get that brand awareness um, out there as well um, but then the funny thing is I just uh, I started doing really good through Google like just organic traffic um, just the content I was putting out like I always have had this mindset I want to add value to the internet like I I don't want to just write a quick little four or 500 word article on, you know, the importance of, I don't know, diet or training or whatever, you know, just like those tabloidy sort of magazine style articles. I was like, no, I want to add value to the internet. And that was my, um, mindset whenever I blocked and, um, just yeah, Google obviously picked up on those and, and, and it started, traffic started trickling in. I mean, it was slow, you know, you're only getting a, a dozen or two um so a, a day but then you know a year later you're doing a hundred and then two years later you're doing 500 and, and now it's like thousands like it just sort of snowballs yeah. that way but huh. there was no there was no marketing there was no um yeah I was, I was kind of flying blind uh making a lot of mistakes but doing enough good things obviously but the word of mouth thing was good as well because you know my clients were getting results so then they'd talk to other people and then And then, um, obviously, that's a good way to get your name out if you have a product or a service that works. Damn, that's awesome, man.
0: (laughs) So this blog, was it like a daily effort for you or was it like once
1: a week, once a month? Um, Yeah, it was. I mean, today I try to do one big blog a week. Um, I found that's kind of my sweet spot in terms of getting good quality out, uh, I think if I do more than that, I just the quality drops off just because of the time and research I'm putting into each blog. But back then, uh, yeah, there was no plan. It was, it was when I had spare time because I was working wow. 30, 40 <laughs> hours in the gym. I was, mm-hmm. I was a personal trainer manager, so there were a few hours there. Um, and then I was trying to build these courses as well. So it was just when I had an idea, I'd, I'd write. Um, and sometimes it would take a few weeks. Sometimes I'd get it done in a day. Uh, there was no real consistency and, and no real structure to it. Um, I, I remember one day, like, I had an email from a client's friend. They were like, Hey, what do you think about this product? And I started typing the email out. And then by the end of the email, I was like, Man, That could be an article. So I quickly, you know, opened up my website and, and you know, did the headings and, and added a few links and whatnot. And, um, turn it into a blog article. And, and the funny thing is that particular article has been my most read uh, article since, wow. like, of all time. So it's <laughs> just, um, yeah, it's just, I think if you're, if you're, like I said, trying to add value to the internet is a big thing, but if you're answering questions, like if you're helping people find an answer to a question they have, Or providing like value in the sense where you know they want to research a topic and you've got an article that covers all angles on that topic Uh, uh, Google rewards that and of course um, the readers are happy you know the audience are happy to read it because they're like oh this is this is what I want this is what I need so um, yeah are you an expert or course creator trying to monetize
0: your online course well Use our one-page template to get more paying students to your online course without marketing overwhelm or sleazy sales tactics. You can download this for free at unstoppablebusiness.com. Now, back to the show. Wow. So, uh, Alex, you talk about writing a lot. So you talk about the blog, how you talk about newsletters, and you talk about how you created an ebook um was Mm -hmm. writing something that you were always gifted with or was that something you felt like you
1: had to do yeah that's a good question i uh no i i struggled with writing like at at high school um i dropped out of all my english and writing classes and i just hated it I, i i really hated it and then um i actually like i got a scholarship to college or university here but then they realized I didn't have the English, you know, cr- credits or whatever it was back then. And I, actually, I had to do a bridging course and here I was, you know, getting the scholarship because of all my achievements and uh, academic success. But then I missed out on the, the basics of English. So um, oh. <laughs> I, it was just a personal, like I just personally hated that topic. But then I was always pretty good at essay writing and, you know, report writing. Like when I did have to write something, whether it was an exam or something, like as soon as I started writing, it would just, it would just flow, like it would just come naturally. Um, so I, I always was kind of embarrassed with my writing because I, you know, for, through school, obviously I had bad marks and I, I just hated the subject. So I, I thought I was no good at it, and um, even to this day, I'm like, I don't think I'm very good at it. But when I start writing on a topic, like, I'm just one of those people that once I get started, it, it it's easy. Like, I can I can articulate ideas really well, and I can um, present it and, and, you know, format things in a, in a way where, you know, I can really get my argument across uh, in an easy-to-read manner. And um, I think that's helped with the success of the blog. Um Cause I know like I've tried other things like videos and whatnot and I, I just really struggle. Like it's just not my thing, you know, whereas other people people get behind a camera and they're like, you know, they look like they've been a TV presenter for 15 years. Uh uh, And then you see them try to write and it's just horrible. So I, I think for me it's just, that was my strong point, whether I, you know, I still believe that or not, I'm not too sure, but it's definitely something that I, um, I don't find it easy like I I still put off writing blogs and sometimes I, I hate doing it but I just know that that's the best way for me to get a point across which is which is through writing a blog or, or writing a letter um, compared to like other mediums such as voice or video or I don't know what the other ways would be but yeah right mm. so Alex when was the tipping
0: point like when did it Transition, when did you transition from like personal training? You know, you had the blog while that was happening. When did you start working for yourself completely?
1: Um, Well, I was working for myself, isn't it? Even as a personal trainer, like it was my business. But yeah, um, in terms of getting online, um, right. When I was for for about a year there, I was probably 80 20 in terms of revenue split Um, 80% coming through the personal training, 20% online. And to be honest, it was always going to stay that way as long as I was personal training because the money was easy. You know, I had the skills, I had the reputation, I had the brand, I had the lead, everything was in place. Um, And I decided from, I don't know what point it was, but I said, all right, I'm not going to take on any new face-to-face clients. Uh, I'm going to, like, you know, I'm I'm just not going to take on anyone. Instead, I'm just going to push the online world. And of course, what happened is, I had clients that I had for four, five, six years, and they—I just thought when they dropped off, you know, it would free up time for my online space. But of course, they never dropped off. Like I, they had good results with me. We had a good a good relationship, so I always had that cash flow coming in. Uh, and then I decided I was like, all right, this is dragged out long enough. It's time to um, book some flights and return back to New Zealand. So I set a date, and um, I knew the moment I got back to New Zealand. Uh, that would be it. Like, that would be the end of the personal training income because, you know, I wouldn't be at the gym in Sydney and I'd have to make it happen online. It was that whole sink or swim sort of uh, approach. And um, as the months got closer to that moving date, uh, you know, I started just having to put more effort in online because I was like, soon this is going to be the only way I can make Uh money. Um, And then, yeah, once I got to New Zealand, it was like, all right, well, I've got this much money in the bank and uh the only way that money's gonna flow in is if i can um make it happen online so and it was tough it was scary like there was times where i thought i've stuffed up here like i'm gonna have to move back to uh, australia or i'm gonna have to find a job here in new zealand uh to supplement it um it was scary i mean it was it was very scary but uh, (laughs) i I think having that pressure like Mm -hmm. you know that that makes you just double up the effort and, and really, um, you know, you have to get a result. Otherwise, I mean, there's an ego thing as well. Like, you know, everyone's looking at you thinking, really, like, you're going to go, you're going to give up this awesome job and, and, um, try and make it online. Like really? But then I, I did that. I had that same response when I left, left my job at the bank. Like I had a really good job there and there was travel and there was all these opportunities and it was not long after the, uh, the GFC and everyone's like, Man, like I can't even get a job, and here you are leaving a really good job to right. work you right. know, for minimum wage at a gym. So I'd I'd kind mm. of been through that, and I knew I could make it happen, but still, it's it's not easy. It was it was stressful, and um, but I think having that pressure, um, that kind of made me have to, you know, I stepped up and and had to make it happen. So that was the big turning point when I when I moved back to New Zealand, which was about three years ago now. Wow. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So uh, during that time, like if we took like a microscope and looked at that time, like what were you doing during that time that was different? Like you were spending all day like on your blog or um, were you taking courses um, to sort of help your blog or were you creating a book?
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah, like I, I definitely stepped up the blog efforts. Uh I think that's where I started going for the one article a week. Um <clears throat> prior to that it was probably one or two a month. Um so that was the first, you know, thing I had to do. I was like, just keep putting out content. The newsletter, which also was a bit sporadic up to that point. I was like, you know, every weekend I'll send out one newsletter. Um I also started doing a bit of social media then as well, just because my lifestyle was was so unique. Like I was fishing and growing my own food and living. Mm -hmm. I was living at a a beach at that point. Like, you know, I was doing sand dune sprints and, you know, like it was a pretty cool lifestyle. So, (laughs) So that was kind of helping with my exposure. Um, and then I went to some expos in, in the States, like just trying to get my my image and brand out there and, and networking. And that was huge as well because, you know, like it's all good and well being online and and making relationships through Facebook or email. But you know, you go to an event and you know you get seated next to someone who's got you know a huge podcast or you know like I don't know whatever they might give you a free product to to review or whatever it is. I mean the opportunities that come from events like that were, were enormous I mean i got I got guest blog invites I got podcasts um I got exposures through all sorts of channels so I found having going to events like that really helped help me um, but yeah, on a day to day level it was it was focusing on the blog and then it was um I was learning yeah. yeah. I think I did some courses. I can't remember what, like there was sort of social media courses, things like um, sales funnels. I did some little mini courses on that, just, you know, like those $150, $200 online courses. Some of them, I mean, probably didn't really need to do. Um, but I mean, you don't know, right? Like you're just, right. you just, you yeah. want to learn everything and and that's when I started putting a lot of effort into my site, you know, trying to streamline it and make it easier for, for users rather than just throwing content up there. Um, and then I was also building courses, like I was refining courses and, and writing new eBooks and, uh, coming up with new ways to you know, create products. So there was a lot going on. Uh, and there still is, I mean, right now I feel like I'm doing a million jobs, uh, which is kind yeah. of crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, you just see opportunities and, and within that business, right? Like, I know we talked about opportunities to start businesses, but now you've got that one business. You're like, well, I could I could really focus on growing my Instagram or I could focus on getting into Pinterest or I could, um, you know, try write three articles a week or I could do YouTube videos or I could optimize my sales funnels or I could split test landing pages or I could try Google ads or Facebook ads or, you know, there's so many things. And, and one of those ideas or one of those, uh, concepts, it's not just, you know, you don't just press a button and away you go. Um, like that might be weeks upon weeks of work to, um, you know, fine tune Google ads or, you know, set up a Pinterest page and, and get content for that. I mean, so there's always something to do. Um, and if you're not doing something, then, uh, you know, eventually, you're going to have to if you want to make it survive because it's such a fast-paced, ever-changing space that we're in, like the online world.
0: Mm, I see. Mm. So, Mm. Alex, did you ever hire someone to help you out with any of this stuff? Or was that not like you wanted control over everything?
1: I've always wanted control, especially because it is like the website is me. It's alexfirst.com, so I don't want someone doing something – on my behalf and it's going to impact my reputation I can't behind hide behind like you know fatlosstips.com or something like that um so uh-huh. Uh-huh. i was always nervous but i realized i needed help uh because i couldn't do it all so i actually found uh he's now my VA my virtual assistant um i had a lot of data entry work it was converting old excel um excel workouts like programs I had for clients I wanted it all converted into you know a particular format and then I wanted that loaded into this app that I delivered to my clients uh, you know all the workouts and stuff and and there were a couple of weeks worth of work and I was chipping away through that and I just thought to myself this is ridiculous like I could I'm gonna it's gonna take me a month of full-time work just to do this and I'm not going to get anything else done whereas I could train someone how to do it and, and pay them so I found someone on Upwork, I think it was E-work or something back then, it was a different name, Mm -hmm. Um, but I found someone through there, and then I always thought, like, if it went really well, I'd give him more tasks, and I said that to him, and yeah, like, six, seven years later, or however long it's been, he now works for me, like, you know, as a permanent part-time, I guess, and... helps yeah. me with heaps of jobs. So he was the first hire and yeah, I've had, I've had lots of other people come, as come on board as well. Unfortunately I've been burnt a lot, like really bad to the point where I get real nervous about, um, delegating or bringing on anyone else just because of the bad run I've had with, you know, people coming on board and over promising and not delivering or, or just not working or causing headaches or worst case it was actually making things worse than they were and, and causing uh, requiring me to go in and, and fix a lot of mistakes, which, um, which is not fun, especially if you, if you've spent money on this person. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kinda, I have thought about really going big and, and bringing on a team of writers and a dedicated social media person and doing all that. But then I, I always come back to, to the flexibility and, and the leanness of, of, um, just being like a small team, like a one man team. It's really just me. And then I've got my VA who, who does a bit of admin stuff and, and a few little side projects. And then I might bring on a freelancer for like a one off sort of project, um, or like a proofreader or something like that. But I kind of like being small and agile. Um, and yeah, not to say that's the right thing to do. That's just the path that I've sort of chosen for the time being. Mm, I see. Well, Alex, it seems like
0: uh, you have like a, a crazy amount of work. I mean, if you're talking about ebooks and courses. Did the ebook come first, or did the courses come first? Uh,
1: the course came first because that's kind of what I was doing with my clients at the gym. Like it was an add-on, and I kind of st- I, actually I sold that through the website, um, but it still required me. Like it wasn't a you know a course that I could scale. Um, You know, I'd still require, it was like a coaching sort of course. Uh, Now I've built that so I can scale like a hundred people could sign up right now and it wouldn't stress me out. (laughs) You know, I'd just be celebrating. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Mm -hmm. the ebook, I can't remember uh, what came first. It would have been the course, but then in terms of like launching a product, like launching my first product, uh, it was, it would have been an ebook no, I didn't even launch the ebook. I launched, (laughs) it was so long ago, I built a sleep course actually and I launched that. I read uh, Jeff Walker's launch. I read that book and that inspired me. That's a great book for anyone who's getting into this space and like, uh, wants to know a bit, you know, how it all works in terms of growing a list and whatnot. Read that book because that was the book that inspired me to, um, Set up the weekly newsletter. Even when there were weeks where I was like, I don't really have anything to write about. It was just like put something out there, share some articles, uh, just do something. And that's been one of the best ways to just not only build a list, but just to build that relationship with your followers. Like you know, I get an email. I had an email the other day. Someone saying, Hey, look, I've been on your list for like five years. You've I've never emailed you, but I just love what you're doing. You know, wow. it's, so I think that was that was really cool. So I used that book to launch. A sleep course that I built, um, and that was my first like proper launch. And I don't know if I ever launched the ebooks, It was kind of like just sending an email, out, "Hey, I've got this ebook." But I remember the first day I, I sold an ebook. It was like five bucks or ten bucks or something, and uh, it popped up because I was still on Shopify then, and I got that little ding like notification, and I was like, "It uh-huh. <laughs> was such a cool moment." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. I don't know who the, I didn't recognize the name. It wasn't like it was a friend or a client. Or I was like. <laughs> Uh-huh. I have no idea who this is, and I know it's only ten bucks, but I was so I was so proud of myself. I was like so chuffed, and then, and then of course you start thinking, well, I can sell one book, I can sell ten, or I can sell a hundred, or maybe I can sell you know multiple books or an e-book or uh, e courses, and and um yeah, of course all that happens. I mean it took a lot of work, but yeah, for people starting out who might only sell one, or maybe you haven't even sold one yet. It took me a long time to get that one ebook sale. Um, just keep chipping away at it because it'll happen. And then once it happens, you know that's just that little boost you need to to keep working for a bit longer. And then then it it all starts uh, snowballing. Amazing, man. <laughs> so Alex, um,
0: while you were growing, like hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, looking back, if you were if you could be granted one wish for your business, like magically anything to, could happen while you were growing. Mm-hmm what would that wish be for you um
1: oh, that's a good question uh i think i think starting off with my name like alexfoos.com, from the get-go probably would have helped uh a lot but i don't think that would be the biggest thing um i don't know I mean, it's tricky because all those mistakes i made like I learned so much from it. And if I didn't make those mistakes, I would just make the mistake later on. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I've I've gone a bit blank on that. Definitely though, like the branding, like just deciding earlier on, early on, like it was obvious that I was the brand and I was going to be the face of it. So I should have embraced that, you know, more photos of me, a video of me, obviously my name and, um, that was something I was fighting for like two years. I think it was like, I didn't want any photos of me. It was just generic photos of health and fitness and, oh, wow. and, uh, wow. the AF coaching logo was, there was no resemblance of my name. It was just AF done in a really cool format that it could have, you know, people may not even have known what it stood for. Um, and even the articles and the website, like it was all third person. It wasn't my voice. It was someone else's. That's just how I was writing it. And, uh, I actually think that probably, Slowed down a lot of potential progress early on because the moment I changed alexfergus.com Had the homepage with me on it um, Had me like writing about my life and my fitness journey and and the articles I was reading and the books that I read that I found interesting everything changed um, It really did change so and I'm not saying that's what everyone has to do. I mean obviously obviously if you're selling bikes or something like that, or, you know, maybe you don't want it to be you, but the power of that personal brand, I think is very important in a world where there are so many brands and companies out there. um, and people just want to connect with, you know, they want to know that story and they want to follow someone. And I I mean, you're seeing that with like YouTube and Instagram and whatnot with the influences, but you can take that further and, and become like an expert or become an authority in your field or in your niche. And, um, and it's much easier to build that when it's it's you, you know, versus mm. just a blank corporate identity. Right. Mm. <laughs> so,
0: Alex, what are you working on today? Like, what's most important to you today?
1: Uh, today, so today's Friday here in New Zealand. So I, um, I write my newsletter for the weekend. So that takes me a big chunk of the day. Um, and then I've got so many emails that I need to clear out. And then um, I'm working on I'm working on a few projects at the moment. Actually, uh, I'm running a promotion, a big giveaway, which I've never done before. So there's a bit of work there, just promoting that and getting some videos out and and whatnot, which is which is fun because, um, like I said, I haven't really given away anything, and there's there's a fair few right. product or items in this giveaway. So it's going to be mm-hmm. cool, uh, working on that. Um, and then I know you said today, but then come into this weekend, I'm actually, uh, branching off my site and setting up a little, just a little project on the site on the side. It's still my business and everything. It's just, uh, going to be a, another place for me to put some content that doesn't really fit on the alexfergus.com website. So I'm going to be, um, Building that site, and that site's actually going to be built on WordPress because my current site, alexfigures.com, is built on Kajabi, which is awesome for like e courses and you know, for getting started. Um, but this other site's just going to be a blog, so I'm going to go back to um, a WordPress site there. So, yeah, lo- lots of things to do, lots of things happening. Awesome, man. So, Alex, what's the vision like five to 10
0: years from now? Uh, where do you see the brand going? Like, where do you see yourself?
1: Um, I'll be completely honest, and this might surprise a lot of people, and, and if any of my readers are listening into this, um, to be honest, the end goal is is for me to spend a lot more time with my family and to get back, like, doing some farming and, and working more on the land and less on the computer. Because as much as I love the lifestyle and everything, and it's really cool having this, being able to like live off this passion of mine. Um, i i guess i'm a little bit not over the computers but like now that i've got we got a six-month-old baby and got this awesome piece of land here in new zealand and there's so much i want to do outside and and i'm stuck inside (laughs) on the computer all the time so i'll set myself some goals like to have more time uh, to spend with my family and to be outside more um so the vision is I don't know if I'd ever sell AlexVergus.com just because, again, it's my name and it would be a hard sell, but definitely to get to a point where I could have some writers come on board and I instead of writing one article a week, like me personally, I write one article a month and then have a team of writers doing, you know, three or four other articles. Um, so, stepping back a little bit from from the the um website and still be in the face still be putting out content still overseeing programs and coaching in that but instead of me doing all the coaching have a have a team beneath me and you know if people have been listening to this whole podcast you can probably tell that it's going to be a big challenge for me not only logistically but for me to get my head around having someone else doing these things for me because that is um that's, I've been burnt so many times and like I said, it is my brand and my product. So lots of things to overcome, um, but that's that's the direction I want to go down uh, for the five, 10-year um, vision. And whether that happens or not, who knows? I mean, that's, that's the thing with goals and visions, right? Like uh, they change so much, but I think it's important to have a plan and have a vision because otherwise, you're just going in circles. You're just spinning your wheels. So at least by me having that plan now, I can start implementing things and working towards that. And if in a couple of years' time, I think, no, you know what? Like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this instead. At least the last two years weren't absolutely wasted by me sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting for something to happen. So yeah, who knows? Five, 10 years, who knows what, what will happen? I, I, AlexFigures.com will still be there. Um, whether there's one blog, article a day going out or one blog article a month going out i'm not too sure but um so stay tuned (laughs) for sure
0: so alex is there anything else you want to say to our audience out there listening
1: yeah i mean if if you're new to this and you're like you know you hear stories like mine and that and you think well that's cool like inspiring and stuff which i hope it is um you know use that to your advantage i mean use it use it to fuel your your fire and um you know, to motivate you to get started on something and and don't be afraid to like tell others of your goals and and what you want to achieve, because uh, as soon as you, you you know a lot of you get a lot of doubters, especially with the online space, you know with the older generation who don't quite understand how it works, and you know they're more traditional in their nine to five you know career jobs and stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we live in a world where there are these opportunities, and you can. You can fulfill these dreams and you can travel and make money or, you know, live in the bush and make money or do whatever, you you know, like you can monetize your passion. So, um, don't be afraid to, you know, put yourself out there. And In fact, when you get those doubters and those haters and those people telling you, no, you're silly, it kind of, I found it actually, it motivated me more just to prove them wrong. So, rather than just keeping it inside and, and thinking, oh, no, I can't do that. I mean, just set yourself a goal, like, you know, start working at night or take a day off from your work, like maybe go down to part-time or something and just know for six months or nine months, you know, financially it's going to be tough. But if you can break through, it'll it'll be awesome. And and what's the worst case? I mean, the worst case scenario is, yeah, in like a year's time, your website is, hasn't done anything or you found you didn't enjoy it um, or it just wasn't for you. I mean, the worst case is, yeah, you had a year where you didn't have as much cash coming in but at least you gave it a shot and I'd say nine times out of ten those people that do give it a shot will something will happen you know they'll something will work and um you know it'll be it'll be the best decision you make so good luck and I mean if anyone does want some tips and stuff um feel free to reach out to me not that I'm an expert because I'm still reaching out to experts myself but I'm happy to give you some pointers at least will tell you not what uh, tell you what not to do because uh, I've definitely done a few wrong things in my career